you better buckle up for this episode. Welcome back to the Bear Down segment of the Coach Steve Show. The Bears lose to the Buccaneers, continuing their losing streak. They haven't won in over a year, about a year or so, maybe something like that. They lose to the Buccaneers 27-17. to Buckle up the seatbelts for this episode because it's going to be a wild one. Uh, usually Zach Kalman's here with me, but he's not here due to scheduling conflicts, but he's going to try to jump on later on and we'll try to get different episodes out. But right now it's me. And yes, like I said, you better buckle up because it's time. It's time to talk about the Bears fandom. They are now starting to try to hop onto my bus that I've been talking about with Coach West. There is factual evidence. If you go look back when they first drafted a certain quarterback for the Chicago Bears that we've been talking about, Bears fandom has now started to jump on to my train. They want a ticket onto the Coach Steve Express that I've been talking about for years. They also are, these Bears experts are now starting to change their tune a little bit. So it's time. It's time to talk about how these experts are like politicians. They're flip-flopping. Uh, it's time to call them out and put them on blast a little bit, you know, and I'm not going to shy down from it. I will comment to everybody. And then I got a special message for certain Bears expert people out there that I would love to just have a conversation with me and Zach Hahn would love to. So again, buckle up. Bears fandom is now starting to see what I've seen with part of a certain player here. And we're going to talk about it all. Um, Overall thoughts on the game. The Bears are still in a rebuilding time and people need to understand this. And some people still don't. These Bears expert people on Twitter do not understand this. Or these, I don't understand how some of these reporters for the Chicago Bears have a job. I don't understand how they get paid all this money to talk about stuff like this. I would love to have that job. I would love just to spew nonsense and then flip-flop all my takes. Never go back and say, well, I was wrong here. I was wrong here. I do this, this, whatever. I don't understand how they have jobs doing that, making all this money. I want to be able to apply for that job. So people out there that want a true overall Bears expert fandom thought process from a fan perspective, a coach perspective, knows actually how to watch film and actually watches film on the people they draft, certain players, let me know. Overall thoughts are, you realize that when Ryan Poles got there, he literally tore everything down. He tore down the defense, he tore down the offense, and then we make some good moves. We drafted pretty well, I thought. We got some certain free agents, certain wide receivers, a couple defensive players. But it's still not enough. And I know there's reports about Ryan Poles being angry with the coaching staff. I know that he's angry with this and that. That's the competitive nature. you got to realize, last year it it was known that we were probably going to be the worst team in the NFL. And that's why... It was really hard to be a Bears fan last year because we knew that we were going to be pretty bad overall. And we were. We were pretty much the worst team in the NFL because we did this rebuilding thing. Now, the competitive nature comes out in the GM, the coaches, the players. That's just what it is. Then we coming into this year, on paper, it looks like a decent team. But on paper does not mean playing the game. That's just on paper. We still have certain parts of the offensive line that need to be addressed. We do have DJ Moore, but we also need other wide receivers to step up. We need a quarterback to step up. They can blame play calling all they want, and we're going to get to that. But like on defense, you get a couple players. But guess what? They have to be able to fit into a system 
They have to be able to have that communication into different how they call plays, how they do this, and the depth. It just isn't there. I said that. Like, we don't have all-stars in all these different spots. And then our corners and safeties are getting banged up. So we were without them for the Buccaneers game. Our linebacking core is not a traditional Chicago Bears linebacking core yet. They're still young in some spots. The defensive line is still young in some spots. They're they're still trying to figure it out. But as fans, overall looking at the game, we want to win right now. So the overall part of the game was defense did okay in some areas. There was still good some run defense, but then we started to get a little banged up and Baker Mayfield is not as bad as everybody thinks he is. So they started to dink and dunk and move the ball around, and we just could not stop them on third down again, and that's nature of it. You didn't have your defensive play caller. Matt Eberflus had to start calling plays. Yes, he called defense for a long time, but you have to have the feel for the game. He's trying to be the CEO. He's trying to run the organization. So he was calling plays. It was just now you have a different feel for whatever's going on there on defense offensively just didn't make plays missed some blocks couldn't sustain drives you know and part of the offensive struggles we're going to get to when I finally talk about the Bears fandom and how they're jumping ship a little bit um the run game was just there was some good runs and then there wasn't you know Cleo Herbert was leading rusher with only seven carries for 35 yards so we didn't run the ball as much as we need to and that's where I think this offensive line gets confidence, and I think if they run the ball and they get confident running the ball, then their pass protection gets a lot better. Justin Fields was 16 of 29 for 211 yards, touchdown, two interceptions. He did get sacked six times, and I guarantee half, if not over half, were because of him uh, moving around. DJ Moore had himself a game, 104 yards receptions. Uh, Cole Komet, 38. Chase Claypool, 36. Um, you know, Justin Fields did fumble the ball twice. So just, just a lot of those things. And then on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side, Baker Mayfield had himself a game, 317 yards passing, one touchdown, no sacks, um, 120 yards rushing. So the rush defense was better. Um, they just couldn't stop the big plays. Mike Evans, 171 yards. There was a couple big plays, but again, when your corners and safeties are hurt and you don't have depth on defense, that's what's going to hurt. On offense, you still don't have depth. Yeah, we have those receivers, but they constantly have to get rotated in. I thought Roshan Johnson ran pretty well as long as yard was 29 yards. There was just missed throws. There was drop passes. There was better plays made by the defense. Uh, There were some penalties that did hurt the Chicago Bears. So all those things start to add up. And then when you start to have those doubts creep in because you have these high expectations coming in and then you're not living up to those high expectations. You're starting to feel the noise and hear the noise around you. It's It, it starts to creep in a little bit. Um, the Bears had five penalties for 28 yards and they came at bad times. They had two turnovers. Um, they only had the ball for 24 minutes. So just the entire team, from coaches to players, everybody should get the blame here. There, to me, there's not one person. You could sit there and blame the head coach. Um, this is one of those moments where I think they will stand back, think about it, reevaluate themselves, and try to get back to work and what they're doing. And some of the stuff that I think they could do, I'm going to talk about when I get to finally talking about 
a bunch of different things, but this is the tamed version because fans just don't understand how coaching works. They like to think they do. These experts like to think they understand how coaching works. They want to blame play calling all the time. Yes, I'm probably on record for Matt Nagy and everything else, but that's a whole other issue. But it's just funny how I watch these people say these things. Who, um, I don't know. They, they're, just, they're, they're blaming everybody. I, they're not blaming everybody. Some people just blame Fields. Some people just blame the old line. Some people just blame the coaching. Some people just blame the defense. I'm blaming everybody. I know all of it's going to go on Matt Eberflus because he's the head football coach. But the way it's going now, they're going to have to reevaluate themselves. Now they've seen it for two weeks. Where do they get better at? How do they ha- they have to have a coming to Jesus moment here? And I think that's what's going to happen. There's still a lot of week left. But what's kind of funny is I said on paper, if they execute the way they need to and then they offense takes the next step, yeah, you're looking at a wild card. I wasn't saying they're going to win the division. I thought the Packers were going to be oh, okay, not what they were, but okay. The Lions are still there. I know the Vikings are struggling, but they still have some weapons. It's still wide open in the NFC North. But I said if they execute the way they need to like it is on paper – you're not looking at a Super Bowl team. You're not looking at a deep playoff run team. You're just looking at maybe competing for a wild card. But for some reason, fans, experts, they almost had these unrealistic expectations that we should be undefeated right now. Okay, I understand that. But they have to execute like they do on paper, and that's why these experts play the game on paper. And then they want certain things to happen. They want it right now instead of being realistic. Yeah, you went to training cap practices. Sometimes you're allowed to go to the practices that they have now, but you're not at practice every single day. You're not in the meetings every single day. You're not. We can watch the all 2022, but what about the practice film? What are you seeing in practice? That's what determines what the week's going to look like. But these experts on Twitter don't want to talk about all that stuff. They just want. They just look at stats. They look at fantasy stuff, and that's how they address things. They can look at a play caller and say, "Well, why they call this? Why they do this?" They're not in practice to see what the team can do or what they can't do or what they try to execute. Do you think they're going to try to execute it again on Sunday if they can't get it going on in practice? No. But they don't understand all of that. They don't understand, well, why don't they just do this? Why don't they just do this? They're the pros. It doesn't matter if they're still the pros. You coach the team towards the similar things you want to run on defense and offense but you're also not going to always try to do things if they cannot do them. So why are they not calling certain defensive coverages? Well, when you're hurt and you're without your starters, why would you call things that they cannot run on offense? We're going to get to that, so I'm going to pause there. But fans and all those don't understand that. Let's just get to it now. Justin Field, people are starting to flip-flop here. The amount of stuff I've seen over the years, ever since Justin Fields was drafted, he's the guy. He's the, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Last year, people said he was top 10 quarterback. He can throw the ball. Anytime he made a deep pass and it was caught, they would do that uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase sentence. Justin Fields can't throw the ball. That's all I saw. But I also saw where he's only won, what, five games? He's five and whatever and 27 starts, hasn't won a lot of games. I've seen where they blame the wide receivers. There are no wide receivers. 
I've seen where they blame the offensive line because apparently there's no offensive line. I've seen where they blame play calling. I've seen blaming the head coach. At the end of the year last year, they finally started to say, well, Justin Fields isn't this elite passer. They tried to jump on the Coach Steve Express train last year at the end. But then all offseason, all I saw was he's taking the next steps forward. He's going to come be this amazing leader. He's going to be an amazing passer. They have to have him be in the pocket. They have to do this. That's all I saw. But then right before the games, then reports start to come out. Well, they're not throwing the ball deep very much in practice. I wonder why that is. They have DJ Moore. Then in the preseason, they throw that screen pass DJ Moore. Well, look what happens when you give Justin Fields weapons. And I'm sitting here saying, hold on a second. I can throw that pass. I've done it in practice. That I was like, hold on a second now. Because they were playing the game on paper. I have been on record saying this. Justin Fields is a freakish athlete. He is tough. He's an amazing runner. He can make great things happen because he's athletic. There are times he throws an amazing good ball. I am on record saying those things. I am also on record saying... He's a guy that has to get developed, and it will take years. That's why I said he's a guy that should be a backup for many, many years and just get some garbage time, practice, 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 then eventually might get his time, and that's who he has to be, or you keep him as a backup, and then certain red zone opportunities or whatever, that's where you could use his legs because once to twice a game, that's okay. Kind of like the Florida with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, if you watch the Swamp Kings. Similar situation there. That's who I think Justin Fields is. Because I watched Big Ten football, watched what he was doing at Ohio State. I have all 2022 film from his last year at Ohio, before the COVID year. I have all of that. I have the film on him. It's easy to look good. When you have first-round draft pick wide receivers, it's easy to look good when you have two running backs that average over 120 yards rushing per game, and you have top three-round offensive lineman picks, and you're playing subpar teams. The teams that really played hard-nosed defense and took reads, like his first read away from him, or was actually covering the big play, like a Northwestern defense, an Indiana defense, those type, yeah, he struggled. Oh, but he beat Clemson and they did that. Yeah, you can have moments, and that's why when you're athletic like that, you can have those moments. But I try to sit here with Coach West and tell people he's not a multiple-read quarterback. He is your Ohio State, no-tempo, fast pace. Check with me. We're going to run the ball. You might do a zone read, or we're going to do an RPO because in college, linemen get three yards down the field instead of one. You can do this RPO. Hey, why don't you just throw it up to this guy because um, that's because you can, and I try to tell people that, but I'm not trying to take away his athletic ability. Then the experts just continue to come out saying how he is an elite quarterback. He's going to take the next step. Adam Ranks of the world. On NFL Network, the entire ESPN, the entire Fox talk about how great he's going to be. And coming into the year, I said, if he doesn't take these next steps because 
He cannot continue to run and use his legs. Remember the Atlanta Falcons games last year, over halfway into the season, where he started to grab his, you know, his hammies and stuff? Well, that's because the pocket breaks down. Eh, sometimes, but again, experts don't understand this either. The experts. There's times he has a pocket, then he gets happy feet as soon as he sees a different color jersey. And the moment you start to move, it takes away from what the offensive linemen are doing. If the offensive linemen are sliding this way, protecting this gap, and they know they got to protect inside out. But then if he moves a certain way, it changes. Then it makes the defensive lineman move. It takes away from what the offensive line position is because of his footwork. Oh, but let's blame the coaches for not coaching it. Guarantee they are. But he's athletic, so they're going to kind of, he's going to do what he wants. He's going to do the muscle memory. He's going to do what, he's going to fall back to what he knows because we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. He makes these amazing 70 yard runs, and people say, well, that's because that he's an amazing quarterback. Just because you can break a run at seven, break a 70 yard run touchdown, just because you can do those things does not mean you're an amazing elite quarterback in the NFL. It means that you can break some tackles and extend the play, and that's fantastic. But you cannot have sustained success doing that. Lamar Jackson is getting banged up. Russell Wilson necessarily didn't do those things. I am all for being an athletic quarterback to move the pocket, to be able to do those things, but it can't be designed runs. It can't be him as soon as he does that, stop looking downfield and takes off. That's not sustained success, and we see why. He's only won, what, five games? Uh, you know, and then they find every excuse to blame him. So, the experts now are starting to see what I see. You're seeing reports about his vision. You're starting to see reports of how long he holds on to the ball, which I said last year he holds on to the ball way too long. Way too long, but nobody wanted to listen to me. I'm listening to CHGO podcasts with Carm, Adam Hogue, Braggs, and all of them talking about how elite Justin Fields is. And then some of them start to flip-flop saying, this year especially, uh, look at his vision. There is a clip on their YouTube channel talking about, is he the guy now when they said he already was the guy? You got 670 saying the same thing. You got Adam Rank, who I don't know how he got a job for NFL Bears things, talking about that stuff. They must know the right people and kiss the right amount of ass because I don't know how they do it. So the experts now on Twitter and these reporters who make this money are starting to flip-flop and come onto my train, and I'm quick to call them out on it. So we're going to look at, this is the segment here, we're going to look at some of these horrible takes that they're starting to flip-flop on now because they like to say one thing last year and then change it this year. And I'm the first one to tell you that I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be about it. So do the best we can here sharing these things. I don't know who this guy is, but apparently he writes for NFL or does something. This is, this is going to be out of order, but we're going to talk about it. It's a tough Monday to be a hashtag the Bears fan. Silver lining. They were better in week two than they were in week one. Debatable. Reality, the coaching staff is breaking Justin Fields. Here's to hoping Fields can save himself in Chicago before it's too late. I want to know what you mean by, what do you mean they're breaking Justin Fields? You can't make that Blankman statement and say why. Is it because you're not happy that they're not running him? Did you not, do you not watch the all 2022 film? We don't have, I don't have it for this Bucks game, but did you watch it from the Packers game where he has a pocket and moves? Did you see where there was deep, play calls made 
where he does not throw it and he's not he's not doing those things. He holds onto the ball way too long. What do you, what do you mean by that? So this expert makes a horrible statement here. So that's one. I don't have them all, but I just had a couple. Um, let's get another one. Bear with me. We're going to get another one. This guy infuriates me, this Jacob Fanante, whatever his name is. He he infuriates me because he writes for this stuff and he he doesn't he's never coached football day in his life. He goes, I made my opinion on Justin Fields today known, so I won't beat a dead horse any further. But he only ran the ball four times against the Bucs. He's one of the most athletic QBs in the NFL. Wouldn't you want to take advantage of that if you're the Bears staff? So this is what annoys me because he does not understand football. Do you not understand that like the Baltimore Ravens they want to stop running their quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Why? Because you cannot sustain success running your quarterback in the NFL. You can in college because in college it's only a couple years. In college the rules are different, how the offense works different. You So you – more than four – okay. So are you talking about just moving the pocket – and everything else, I'm all for them moving the pocket. I'm all for them rolling out passes. I'm all for quick passes and moving. All for a quick play action RPO. All for it. All for it. If that's what you're talking about, I'm all on board. But what I'm interpreting listening to this is you want to see power read. You want to see inside zone. You want to see different runs from him. So you want the quarterback to get hit even more, but you complain about a sack getting hit, but you want to run him. You want him to continue to take hits. You want to run his legs out because you don't understand the position. That's what I understand, but you're the expert that writes for NFL. What a ridiculous statement. What a ridiculous statement. We're going to keep moving. Let's keep moving. We're having fun. Same guy, and you'll see what I comment. He said, I feel like Justin Fields should be a solid starting quarterback in the NFL. He could even lead a team to the playoffs someday, but he's not a franchise guy, and that team he lead the playoffs isn't going to be the Bears. And I said, changed your tune from last year. Um, that's not what they were saying last year. They were talking about how he's the guy. He's the guy. Now they're starting to see what I saw a long time ago. Now they're starting to change their tune. But this guy's the expert, so let's just keep moving on because I – am not the expert. Let's look at this one. I don't know who this guy is, but he has a lot of followers and does something. Kevin Wells. The Bears coach the legs out of Justin Fields, and they have a play caller that continues to call plays. They'll put them in the third and long situations. What did they work on this week? What is Luke Getze doing? Well, one, have you ever called plays before? I highly doubt it. Have you ever called High school plays before even. I highly doubt that either. They're doing what they feel. Now, yes, some of it's questionable. Yeah, but we're not in practice. We're not seeing what they're seeing. I understand it. Do they know that Justin Fields can't make some of these things? Do they want to try to win the whole season or just some games and go three and something again, which at this point will take, but they're trying to look at big picture stuff. They're trying to see maybe what Fields can really do in the game situation, but they coach the legs out of him. So again, this is another guy that wants to see the highlight reel. They want the highlight reel of the 70-yard run. They don't want to see the win. They just want to see those highlights, make that highlight tape to make Justin Fields look better than what he really is. So that's another expert. 
do, 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 do. Moving forward, I've gone at it with this the Bears blog before because he has some horrible takes. He said, I don't think the Bears have the answer at GM, head coach, or quarterback. Other than that, they're fine. These type of people really irritate me because they loved Ryan Poles. They loved his draft. They loved picking up people. But now all of a sudden, he doesn't know what he's doing. They loved the intensity of Matt Eberflus. They know that he was trying to ride the ship because they've tore the whole roster down and they're building it back up. They lose the first two games. Now all of a sudden, they got to get rid of him as well because that's the answer to everything is let's get rid of them before they actually have the opportunity to do something because these type of people don't understand what it really takes to do those type of things. So those are just some idiotic stuff. And guess what, guys? It's too late to jump on my bandwagon. You stay on your, do not come on the Coach Steve Express. You stay in your lane. Stay on your train. Don't come over here. I try to tell you that this guy is super athletic. I try to tell you that he can't do certain things. I try to tell you he can do some certain things. In order for the Bears to continue to try to compete, what they have to do on offense, in my opinion, and yes, oh, Steve, are you going to question play calling? Hmm, Maybe a little bit. But maybe they just have to accept the fact that he's not the guy. He's not going to be the guy right now. Years from now, maybe, because he had. I think he should have sat back and developed a little bit. In order to try to save some of your season, Justin Fields has to do play-action short game. He has to roll out of the pocket and make play and throw the ball, which is what he did a couple of times in the Buccaneers. I think the Bears just have to go old school and they have to establish the run game over and over. They've got the running backs to do it. They have to, they continue to throw screens. People don't want to hear me say that. They have to continue to throw screens. I don't think they need to be always up the middle screens. I like tunnel screens. I like key screens. Um, Motion the running back out and run a screen that way very quickly because Justin Fields has to be able to see himself complete the passes to get some confidence so you can get the other game going. But people don't want to hear that now because of all the screens they ran. But that sometimes the truth hurts, and that's what I think they need to do. They have to be able to do those things. Yeah, I'm okay with three to four quarterback runs in certain situations. I think they have to get into some funky formations and – you know, a couple of trick plays are going to help take the pressure off and those type of things, but they have to limit the reads that he's doing. And they're almost going to have to tell him who, who to throw it to. Like, hey, this guy, this guy, get rid of the ball. This guy, this guy, just throw it out. And those are the things that they're just going to have to do, and they're going to have to live by that. They're going to have to live by that like they did last year and this year, and it's going to be a similar situation. But also, I will say this. I kind of agree with the DJ Moore thing. Why are they not throwing it up to him? I think no matter what... They have to do those things I just said on offense, but they have to live by the Sean Payton principle and take two deep shots a game, even if you incomplete it. If it goes out of bounds, at least they don't intercept it, at least they don't do these things. Um, You give DJ Moore a chance to make a play, but I know these experts will give all the credit to Justin Fields. Um, Those are the things they're going to have to do to to get this offense going. Take away, you cannot have Justin Fields sit in the pocket and do boom, 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 boom. Well, that's on coaching. No, I think that's Justin Fields. I don't think he can do it yet. But NFL, you don't have time if you're the starter. If he's been a backup for the – I think that's why Jordan Love, I know how they played this last game, but the first game, the reason why he was able to do some of those things, because he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a while. I think Justin Fields should have been a guy that sat behind for a while, and then eventually if he starts, could do those things. That's what I think they need to do on offense. Defensively, 
I don't know. They just got to stay healthy. They don't have the depth to not be healthy, but they can't control it. They don't have the depth. They just have to continue to develop their defensive line. I think they just have to have more exotic blitzes and do these things, and or maybe just be really, really simple and just let them play fast and just kind of live and die by that. That's what they have to do. To end this, and this will be his, Dear CHGO Bears, you know, Adam Carm, Braggs, Hogue, I would love to invite you to come on the show to talk to me and Zach about your Bears takes. I would love to have a debate. I would be calm, cool, collected, give you my thoughts, you give me your thoughts. Maybe you change my mind, maybe I change yours. Yeah, some of yours takes I go after because I'm getting frustrated, but I respect what you guys have built at CHGO. It is freaking awesome. I will not take that away from any of you guys. You're you're grinding. You're working. I appreciate it. I disagree with 85% of your takes. But I would love to have you come on here and talk or have me and Zach hop on your channel so that way you guys get views because you all get the views and that's what I respect. But I would love to come talk to you about Justin Fields and the Bears, get a different perspective than what you guys put out there. So here's an invitation to come on to my show. It's a small podcast. I work at a high school. I coach three sports. It's a small program. Love for you guys to come on here and talk to me and Zach about the Bears. Or we come on your show. Collaborate. Let's get it going. Expand the network. And let's have a great debate on it. Dear 670, I would love for you guys to stop flip-flopping on all your takes. Again, you guys are a big-time radio show. Big-time radio show. I invite you guys to come on this show, and we can talk about the Bears and have different perspective. Maybe I change your mind, you change my mind, whatever. Or have me and Zach come on your radio show for 10 minutes, whatever it is, and let's discuss. Dear Adam Rank, I think it's time for you to take a step back and stop letting your fandom ruin your job and actually be realistic. I know you're a Bears fan. You want them to win every game. You need to take a step back and actually do your job and reporting and actually discuss exactly what the Bears are and quit wanting Justin Fields to be good so bad that it disrupts your job and how you talk and how you look. I would love, again, come on this show. Let's discuss the Bears. Maybe you change my mind. Or me and Zach can hop on yours. It's an open invitation here to come on here. Let me know. That will wrap up this episode of the Coach Steve Show. I told you to buckle up. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow right on Apple and iTunes. Follow Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Um, check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Thank you guys again for watching and or listening. We'll see you guys next time.